You are listening to inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary stuff. Welcome to the Doolanders. Hit it! That's what I'm talking about. Wait! Okay now, from the beginning. Hit it, boys. Here we are, Blake. We are in the 2020 review episode. We are. This episode's a little bit different. There is no interview. Well, there's no interview with. Oh. Uh, it's just us. We just, just lost all of our listeners. Yeah, bang. <laughs> it's going to be Nick and Blake banging beep, on. Beep, beep. Yeah, back out of this one. No, so you're right. We're just going to have a chat about what we experienced through 2020. Yeah. So we came out of the blocks. We said, we've got this idea. We think it's a great idea for a podcast. Let's do it. We came out of the blocks. Did a couple of early interviews. Yeah. Who were they? Uh, well, we did Jenny Pettinon, yep. Cam Watson, yep. Dan Ziffer. Sam uh, Wood on the – we did Sam yeah. Wood remotely. Yeah, he was the first remote and we learned a lot from that in that we never wanted to do another remote recording. Yes. That was just too hard. Yeah. Uh, we got Katie and Annie McCauley and we sort of rushed to get them because we started in January. Um, I think we'd finished recording – those few by March. We sort yep. of spaced it out a little bit. And then, yeah, all of a sudden we had Matt Keenan ready to go and the whole world sort of shut down. Yeah. And I, I was actually, that was the long weekend in March and I was actually in New Zealand. So I left on the Friday afternoon and then by uh, Monday was the public holiday and I was checking my emails throughout the weekend and by the time Tuesday rolled around, uh, the tone of the emails started changing. Everything started turning towards this COVID prepping, working from home prepping. And I thought, oh, that's kind of funny. Is it a bit of an overreaction? Because on the Sunday, there'd just been 100,000 people at the MCG for the Women's World Cup final. Mm. So how come we're going to work from home when we have 100,000 people in a, in a stadium? And then by the Wednesday, which was the day that I was coming home, it was on. Like we were all of a sudden going to be working from home very rapidly. And as it turns out, if I had tried to leave New Zealand that next weekend, I wouldn't have been able to get home. So the world changed pretty rapidly. And from a podcasting point of view, we only had six or seven interviews recorded and uh, and we were all of a sudden in lockdown. So... Uh, yeah, certainly from a from a podcasting point of view, we're on the back foot a little bit. Hence, why we decided to release that initial batch of six or seven episodes to launch season one in the one go. Mm. It went okay, didn't it? It was uh, we did that launch and yeah, we had a really great response. We ended up landing ourselves in the top hundred of Apple's new and noteworthy podcasts uh, from the out- outset and. I think that really just gave us the encouragement and the confidence to really think, well, I guess there's lots of people out there with great stories. We've just sort of captured those who are in and around our local community. Maybe there's an opportunity to branch out a little bit. Yeah, and I reckon what also happened was the Doolanders podcast, what we were doing was basically emulating what we were talking to our guests about, right? And that yeah. was follow, following and pursuing stuff that, you were passionate about and the more and more we got into this the more and more passionate we came, became about 
talking to people about their amazing stories yep. and passing those on through to our listeners. Well, I reckon at the end of season one, and that, that was the Tim Washington episode, which was episode number 12, I remember we, we sort of got that second part of the season out and we released it, we finished it, we did all the promotion for it and I remember then just going, oh, well, I'm at home with the kids. Uh, Katie's here too and getting she's in and out with her, her work. And I'm thinking having that – because everything in work was so different. We were all of a sudden remote teams, clients were putting things on hold and it really felt quite disjointed and uh, quite uneasy. Having the rhythm of recording an episode, well, booking a guest, recording an episode, editing and doing the things that you and I did in terms of putting the intros and outros and then you promote it. That actually created a, a lot of rhythm for my life and no doubt yours as well. And hence why we just went, oh, well, let's just do season two quite quickly. Yeah. But we didn't have any guests lined up. No. But as the producer of this show, you found a way to find the guests, didn't you? Yeah. And it's a pretty amazing process you have to go through to, to find and book guests. It's, you just start asking. <laughs> <laughs> as... Dave Harris says, if you don't ask, you don't get. Yeah, exactly. And oh, it was season two, which I guess the seasons, for those listening, uh, we sort of dropped the seasons in the end as we're now a weekly podcast. It, it actually has become easier and easier because as we get more guests, you just go back to the guests and say, hey, you had a good experience with your story being told on the Doolanders. Can you recommend anyone? And you end up getting anywhere from one to three recommendations uh, from there. So it actually has become even easier as we, as we get further along. And, yeah, I've got to say from a passion point of view, work is work and, you know, I've run my own business for pretty much 20 years now and it is it is fun but it's not the thing that I'm really passionate about and I think that's what has brought me a lot of joy this year is having uh, not only the rhythm but also enjoying meeting people hearing their stories, analysing it in the things that we do and then being able to promote it. Has been such a cracking thing to do, hasn't it? Like it really has. And I'm the same. Like I think outside of uh, hanging out with my family, like this is and has been just such an enjoyable thing to do. And given the situation, given lockdown, it really has given us some real focus, a real singular focus and yeah. uh, and really ignited you know, that passion in terms of us wanting to share inspiring stuff with a, a wider audience. Yeah. And it's been super creative. One thing that I've learnt is how much of a doer you are. You are a massive doer. You just, you love a big workload, don't you? Yes. Without a big workload, I'm, I don't know how to relax. I think that's probably the best way to put it. And that's, it's uh, funny you say that because we talk to a number of people uh, on our show who, um, who I don't think own a couch or don't need to own a couch. Yeah. If they do, it's probably just for show. Yeah. Many um, of them. And fun, I, funny story, actually, yeah. about that. I am, by nature, an incredibly lazy person. Is that right? I never would have guessed that. All I want at the end of the day is to sit on the couch and watch a bucket load of TV. And eat chips. And eat chips. Yeah. It's funny, I haven't done that in many, many years. I think you just get to a point where you... You know you can do lots of things. And because Bill Gates, great quote by Bill Gates, is if you've got a really complex problem or really hard problem to solve, give it to a lazy person because they will find the most efficient way 
to solve that problem. Did Bill Gates say that? I'm going to go with it. No, <laughs> no, he, he did. Yeah. Because, you know, he, his yeah. world is all about problem solving. Yeah. My world, especially my professional world, is all about problem solving. So I just try and find the most efficient way, not a shortcut, mm. but the best and most efficient way to do that, um, which is why I've become a good delegator at work, which has a good flow and effect of empowering staff to um, take ownership, even though they don't own yeah. the business, but they yep. take ownership. They love what they do. They're trusted with really, you know, uh, responsible things within it within a business, uh, and that keeps people loyal because they they're challenged. Um, so there's a good flow and effect from that, which then frees up my time to be able to do other this things. Podcast and this, yeah, this <laughs> podcast, which yeah. has been yeah hugely enjoyable. But yeah, you're right. It is high workload is good for me if I'm given a low workload <laughs> for any particular reason. Uh, I can often get quite lost, which is why I garden. Yes. That's something to do. Yes. But actually, something I've always wanted to do for this break, and this is the 28th of December for those tuning in on time, um, something I always put on a to-do list for a New Year's resolution is to read more books. I've got a pile that high on my bedside table of books. I'm going to get through a bunch of them. Are you? This summer. What's top of the list? I'm currently listening to, listening, I'm reading the book, Written by the guys who make the podcast Stuff You Should Know. Oh, yeah. So I listen to that Stuff You Should Know because I really like learning about random facts, interesting things. So they've, they've put a book out. Yeah. Uh, I'm midway through a book by the astronaut Chris Hadfield. I have Bridie O'Donnell's book, which is kindly signed. I'm going to read Nikki Greenberg's The Great Gatsby. Got to finish Arnold Schwarzenegger's biography, autobiography. It is the longest book. Mate. That's a lot of reading. That's a lot, lot of, of that's a lot of lying around. <laughs> yeah, maybe it is, and that's the sort of thing where you when you when you constantly need to be doing stuff, sitting around doing nothing is is tricky. You're educating yourself. That's what you do. Yeah, maybe. A couple of other things that I did learn along the way for me personally, mm. I reckon the later in the night that we did the recordings, yeah, the the slower my brain became. Like I'll listen back to some of these podcasts and the pauses between words and sentences of the questions that I've asked just get longer and longer. I reckon that's testament because you, you drive all these interviews and I'm sure guests pick up on this. In the interview itself, it is all Blake. Blake does the pre-recording, sorry, the pre-recording chat with our guests and lays the framework out for all of our episodes. So during an interview, I'm very often just putting you know special comments type thing, whereas... Um, you're the Bruce McAvaney or the Dennis Cometti driving the, the interview forward. And you've got to then picture this. We're during lockdown. All we're doing all day, every day, uh, video calls. And then 7.30 at night, we are doing it all again for an hour and a half um, with our guests. And, yeah, so you've been able to actually pick up that skill quite quickly of being able to drive an interview and not fall asleep. I couldn't fall. I couldn't fall asleep because the, our guests were so fascinating. But I, I like, yeah, there were times where I was just going right. Get the word out of your mouth, Blake. <laughs> the other thing that I did learn is that in our early days, there was a couple of references to I might have made about your thighs. <laughs> yes, and I learned that was a joke that got knocked on the head by your mother. By my mum. Phone call came in one day. Yeah, let's have a listen to that. Oh, hold on a second. Is that a phone call coming in? Oh, hang on, mate. That's my phone. Just one sec. I'll grab that. 
Hi, it's Blake speaking. Hello, Blake. This is Bev Devidas, Nick's mother. Oh. I have a- Hi, Bev. How are you? I'm very well, but I'm also very concerned. What about? Well, I've been listening to your podcast that you guys have been developing and, and the storylines are great, but the banter beforehand has me seriously worried. What are you worried about? Well, the first time I heard you comment on my son's size, I thought, that's a bit weird. You're talking serious and celebration of people's achievements, and then you make a comment about Nick's size. I think he should be proud of his size. This is a, a time for Nick to embrace what he's got and to, you know, for us to celebrate them. Right. Well, you know, what about people who don't have size? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Did you ever think about that, Blake? <laughs> no. I, okay. No, you're right. I, I should. <laughs> that was funny, Bev. Thanks, Mum. I tell you what. Bev, I will never mention Nick's thighs again. Terrific. I, I, do I have your word on that? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, not on air, Blake. No, no, oh, not, no, not, no not on air. Hey, Bev, I've, I've okay. taken – thank you for your feedback. I've taken that on board and okay. I will do my very, very best never to mention on air Nick's thighs again. Thank you, Bev. Thank you for calling in. I, uh, I, I heed your warning. Okay. Now you have fun, boys. Bye. Bye. Yeah, it was pretty amazing that she managed to call in during a, a recording and we happened to capture that. That wasn't a setup at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, it didn't sound like it at all. The other thing I learnt was your name's not Nicholas. No, despite... Your best efforts to change it into Nicholas. I did, I did try that a couple of times early on. I don't know why, but I just did. Uh, I think that the other thing that I was not amazed by, but just heartened by was the generosity of yeah. our guests, just their ability to open up and, and tell us some really personal things. And quite often, you know, on the first meeting, like this is the first time that we'd spoken to these people but they felt okay enough to go, okay, this is who I am and this is what I do and this is why I do it. And, you know, they were quite candid. And, uh, like, I think about Jordan. Like, what, yeah. a, what an amazing, beautiful story. And the first time you and I had met her was that, that day, that recording. Yeah. Yeah, that's quite amazing. That, that episode in particular, I think, hits on a few areas that you and I are both passionate about, which is about the well-being of the whole self, including the the mind, uh, mental well-being. Um, but no, there's certainly a lot of people, you know, Meet Baines who, was, who called in from the AFL hub, which he was just surrounded by football. Normally, you know, he'd, he'd do his work and go home and at least see his kids. His family was up there with him, but yeah. to take time out of his day um, where he's just 24-7 football, like it's breakfast with them, lunch, dinner. Um, you know, it's some pretty big um, hours he's putting in, but he was very generous. And a, a lot of a lot of our uh, guests would have done exactly what we were doing all day, video calls all day, have dinner, another video call at night. To want to do that is um, is quite amazing. Yeah, yeah, spot on. Another, uh, you know, Charles Davidson. Yeah. 
middle of lockdown, his business, the Peninsula Hot Springs, it's like... He would have been one of the hardest hit businesses out of all of this, sure. all of, a, uh, of our um, Doolander guests because they just couldn't operate. Yeah, yeah. And this is a big operation. You know, he's just finishing off more parts to the, to the Peninsula Hot Springs. Yeah. And, yeah, it's just getting bigger and all of a sudden, no, nah, you're not allowed anyone in there. I mean, there were, there were a few, I think, I wouldn't call them um, disappointing, but perhaps, uh, you know, not true to what would actually happen in real life. And one of those th- things that comes to mind is that race that Matty Keenan called where you actually <laughs> pit me at the post. Because if that was in real life, I, I reckon I would have got up. You reckon? <laughs> we did a poll actually really. online of who, who wins really. this and everyone said, yeah, the, the younger, hairier guy. Yes, the big quads yes. probably would have won that. So, what's next? What do you like? If you could have three things happen for the Doolanders, yeah, in twenty twenty one, this is a completely unrehearsed <laughs> question, straight to you. What would they be? Well, I tell you what. As of right now, and we're recording a little bit before the twenty eighth of December. That's the mystery and the uh, that's the smoke and mirrors all gone from, from podcasting. Um, there are sites that rank podcasts mm. and our little podcast here is in the top 10% listened to podcasts of all podcasts. Globally? Globally, out of all 2 million or so uh, podcasts. Is there 2 million podcasts? Yep, and it's growing all the time because yeah. Harry and Megan are out there yeah. and, you know, they get a – why do they need to steal we, our ears, our earballs? Could we? Do you think we could get Harry and Megan on? Well, you don't know until you ask, yeah. right, Blake? Yeah. So, what do I hope happens? Yeah. I well, we were, we already have, I think, another twenty guests who have said yes. We haven't booked them in for actual recording times. Um, January is already fully was will be in full release uh, before the year starts. Um, I really want to get to. To fifty guests, I really want um, the listenership to grow and become more engaged with the podcast. And I'm not sure in what way. I think our audience is not one that will get on online and start talking about the episodes. I don't think that's the time. We're not really putting anything confrontational out there. Um, but I hope the listenership grows. I hope that we get more messages through and we do have a few messages already of people saying you've changed my perspective on a few things after listening to a few of these, these interviews that maybe I can just give it a crack where most of our doers have done exactly that. Yep. So that's what I hope to get out of. Yeah, that's great. That's what I hope happens to the Doolanders next year. Yeah. Yeah. What do you reckon? What are you hoping for? Yeah. Pretty similar themes. Uh, just for more people to hear these amazing stories of our, our amazing guests. I think to your part, like the the last piece that you said around our guests, you know, we have heard that a cu- from a couple of people that they've heard these stories and it has changed their perspective on certain things and, you know, reframed how they go about doing. And I'd love to find a way to close that loop and – I guess more broadly, uh, have some of that feedback come back to us yeah. on a, on a wider scale, so that we can actually, I guess, understand uh, and get some sort of measurements. The wrong word, understanding is probably the right word around whether 
our want to inspire people to, you know, follow their purpose and their passion is actually working. Love to find out how we could close that loop. Yeah. We'll have to think about that. Well, normally it's the the people who are more happy to give feedback are the ones that we'll hear from first. Yeah. What you're really calling for are those who sort of thinking, oh, yeah, I'm enjoying this, but I'm not actually going to provide any feedback. Um, but yeah, we want to hear from you. The other thing that we've discovered by talking to these 25 people throughout the course of the year is there's about six or seven consistent themes yep. that run through each and every one of these people's stories. Yep. And there's a, there's a podcast in that. There's going to be an episode around what those themes are and yep. how they've played through each and every one of the, the Doolanders guests' lives. And I thought, I think that's been really fascinating to actually see come about i didn't think that there'll be this commonality but but there is and we'll, we'll take you through that in uh, into the future i think the last thing for me is what i'd love to say is a massive thank you to the people that have been out on a walk been in the car been cycling and decided to tune into the do landers we have had some really amazing feedback from the community uh, around the podcast and around the stories that we've been able to tell. And I just wanted to say thank you to those people that have been listening and uh, keep listening and please keep telling your uh, your friends and family and um, spread the word. Yep, I can only reiterate those points. Uh, so look, do land a guess and listeners, whoever's listening out there to this last episode of 2020, uh, thank you. Have a great and safe holiday period. We hope you've enjoyed 2020's Doolander experience. Um, not sure how much you would have enjoyed 2020 in itself, but we hope you've enjoyed the stories that we've brought to you. There's loads more that are coming for 2021. This really is just the start for us, so we're really excited about it. Uh, it's gone from a thing that we talked about in 2019, Australia Day Barbecue, into a real podcast that is that has real listeners, 13 countries, people from 13 different countries listen to this podcast. It's not the strangest country. Uh, that's a great question, Blake, and I'm going to just quickly in real time just ha- check over here into the stats <laughs> and... Padding, whilst he's padding. <clears throat> Switzerland. Switzerland is number three. Sweden, Israel, Argentina, Singapore, Germany... South Africa, USA is number two. That's quite extraordinary. That is extraordinary. Well, some global reach for the Doolanders. Got to love it. Well, uh, thank you, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure to uh, to be on this little journey with you. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And let's uh, do it even bigger and better in 2021. Sounds great. <laughs> that was another awkward pause. <laughs> it was. Have fun and happy 2021, Doolanders. Ciao. Hey, Doolanders. If you want to hear more inspiring stories and have this show grow to more and more listeners, do us a favour. Can you like, share, rate and review the Doolander podcast on wherever you get your podcast from? Wherever good pods are cast. That's where... (laughs) 